0: Hello everybody, welcome to the Outrageous Grace podcast. We are so excited to have you guys here. Today Today, we are going to just kind of break down what Outrageous Grace means to us, why it's important to us, and why this is the major focus of our podcast. So I think to start off, we just want to define the two words um, so that we're all on the same page with what we're actually talking about. So outrageous. Outrageous is kind of a funny word. It's like the phrase reckless love. It doesn't seem to really fit with grace. Yeah. But at the same time, it really does. Um, And we love that word. So let me describe it. It's described as shockingly excessive, very bold, unusual, or startling, Mm -hmm. which I love (laughs) because I feel like grace which is giving something that is undeserved a lot of times feels shockingly excessive (laughs) because it's freely given over and over and over again it's very bold it's unusual sometimes startling i just love it i think Uh that that picture of shockingly excessive gifts that are undeserved are a beautiful picture of the lord's grace to us
1: yeah yeah Um, That's really good, Ty.
0: Yeah, I found this song this morning, and I also just want to read. It's the As You Find Me by Hillsong song. And um, these lyrics, I just feel like, are so perfect to what we want to talk about today. And it says, I don't deserve this kind of love, but somehow this kind of love is who you are. It's a grace I can never add up to be somebody you still want. But somehow you love me as you find me. I just feel like that, like, I could just end it right here. Like, uh-huh. that's it. that's what I want to say. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Um, it's so good. It is. It's shocking because we don't see this kind of grace in our everyday. Right. Especially right now. <laughs> yeah. um, it seems like it's even difficult to be kind, not even gracious. Right. Yeah. So, just to think through like what what has God given us he 's given us this amazing grace and and I think the words we use when we talk about grace can 't be the normal words because otherwise it 's just grace, but you almost have to have that shocking, like you said the the idea of reckless. I know reckless love is not um, a, a tag phrase that people absolutely love. But when I hear reckless love, I think of outrageous grace. It does seem reckless for this God who created all things to do what it takes to bring this sinner to him. Like that feels like he could do that in another way. And yet he does something that seems so crazy cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, I love you. Mm-hmm. I want you here. And, and the thought of outrageous grace is, is just that, that it's, it is shocking. Why? Why would God do that for us? We are undeserving. We're we mess up again. It would be different if we understood grace and we're like, "Yep, walking in it, perfect, got it done." But <laughs> we literally mess it up day by day, moment by moment. And yet, that's where that great, outra- outrageous grace comes in. Is that it keeps being there? He keeps being gracious. He keeps offering that grace. Um,
0: yeah,
1: it's that's uh, it's amazing amazing
0: yeah it is crazy I think it's so easy to think like that there's like a limit to his like there's almost like this line that's like oh okay well if I if I pass this line Mm -hmm. then it's really gonna be gone or if I do this oh that's that's really gonna be bad but there literally is no line (laughs) Mm -hmm. like his grace is so outrageous that it keeps through every boundary that you could even think of Mm -hmm. and all you had to do is just accept it which seems so simple yeah but i feel like a lot of times it's really hard because we just don't even believe that his grace could be that vast and that wide Mm -hmm. um but it is
1: (laughs) i was listening to that song because you sent me that song this morning to listen to so i listened to it a couple times and one of the things i really like to do on youtube is um, to read the comments because i want to know how it affected other people a song affecting me is interesting but if it affects a lot of people then i think now you have something you know Mm -hmm. and i was um reading through the lyrics or i'm sorry the comments and so many people were just saying i had spent so long running from god thinking he would never love me again i had messed up so much i had you know because we all get in those seasons where we get it wrong we get somehow we get twisted and turned around and when you turn around you realize like i am so far from where god had me before he's not going to accept me back you know and in the comments over and over were this song is a reminder that god loves me he found me where i am i think if i remember right and i did i didn't print it off but it said um i was found before i knew i was lost like that's amazing, you know. Um, let me, and let me just read that that section of scripture because this is we were looking this up this morning, just talking about God's grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and it says, for a while, so this is um, Romans five six through eight. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps a good one would even dare to die, but. God, my two favorite words in scripture, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And I even think there's one more uh, in Romans, um, and there are lots that that talk about outrageous grace and God's gift to us um, and his amazing, amazing grace. But so Romans 3, um, 23 and 24, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Like how truly amazing is it that I was still sinning and he loved me enough to say my, I want to give my son for you. I want his death to redeem you, you know,
0: like
1: I don't grasp that near enough yeah
0: yeah yeah. i think um in the romans verse it's so interesting too because it even well at least in like the esb version like it says for all of sin fastens, yeah. and fall short of the glory of god almost as like a present like we always are falling short <laughs> of the glory of god um but but then it says and we are all justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. And I just think like, even that is saying, like it is a continual Uh pouring of grace. Um,
1: That's good, Ty. That's really good. Yeah. hmm. It it would be a lot easier if we could achieve perfection, but isn't that the (laughs) trial of the Christian, right? In fact, I'm, I'm just finishing up studying Psalms 119. And I, I don't even know how long. I, I have a spiritual mentor I talk to every week, and, and we've been studying Psalm 119, I think, for maybe 10 months, uh, longest chapter in the whole Bible. But it's so interesting because the very last section of Scripture, he's gotten to this high point where God is always on his side. God is so with him, even when his enemies are loud, even when they're rowdy, even when they're you know causing all this drama that, that the writer of the psalm is just like, God is for me. And then interestingly enough, the last um, the last section, he starts kind of on a high note that he just wants to be all about praise and all about God's promises. And then he finishes it up with the very last one. You ready for this? This is the Christian walk. I've gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commands. Like, he's you would think he'd end on the high note. Like, I've done it. I've finished <laughs> But instead, (laughs) like, oh, I've gone astray. Seek me, you know? Um, I want to follow you. My heart is here. And I live in the real world. And it is difficult,
0: Yeah, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 So
0: good. good. It's it's so, like, discouraging to live in the world sometimes because I feel like, I mean, like, it's not just our world. Like, it literally is impossible to be perfect. But... I feel like there's so much more, like, condemnation, I feel like, that comes in, like, all shame of not being perfect. And I think a big part of it is, like, our social media culture. And it's it's just, like, I feel like it breeds shame. (laughs) Because, like, my whole life, bare and unperfect is being compared to highlights of other people's lives in it like, I feel like if the enemy can get us to feel shamed, then he can isolate us. And then we have therefore cut ourselves off from grace. And I think when you walk in grace is when you're able to walk in freedom. Yeah. And I feel like, like tactics of shame are just all around us. <laughs> like, I don't know, I, this is a tangent, I guess, but I feel like we don't tend to spiritualize the world enough and I feel like Mm. people assume that like the things that are happening they just happen or the things that come in your mind they just come in your mind like for example both of us I hope you don't mind sharing this (laughs) both of us had a really hard day yesterday and we felt like our identity was just attacked like Mm. crazy like we just felt like We could not be enough in any area. And I feel like the enemy is so tricky because he wants us to believe that that is us. Like Mm -hmm. we're just not good enough. We're just not good enough. But it's him. (laughs) I feel like we, I don't know why we don't assume that he's not at work because he is. And everything is a war against, um, Jesus and against the enemy. And so I feel like um, wrapping that background. I'm sorry. I'm a bunny show person. <laughs> I feel like he works in the dark and he works in shame. And I feel like as soon as we are able to bring that to light and to open that up, like we can walk in the freedom of his grace. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely, and
1: well, and isn't it interesting that um, <clears throat> he can take one tiny, tiny piece of truth, and then he wraps it in this shroud of lie, right? And I think that's what makes it hard to define for us where we're like, I don't know if that's an attack of the enemy because there's truth in that,
0: mm-hmm. you know.
1: And rather than saying, you know, today is hard, there are things that I'm dealing with that are difficult. But God is still good and God is still faithful and I'm created for a purpose. And my creator loves me and he has created me with these giftings and they don't always go well. You know, you sometimes you step out in one of your gifted areas and you fall flat on your face and that feels like it's all bad, you know, but when, when we're walking that out and trusting that God is doing something awesome, we're just reminded that his grace says even in those moments where it all seems to be a jumbly mess, I'm working my grace in that. I'm working my goodness in that. I'm teaching you to trust me. I'm teaching you to walk with me. And I I, I really believe that it's those moments where we have to come back and, and remind ourselves of that, you know? that. Remind yourself of truth. The whole truth. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I feel like it's interesting, too, because... Like the Bible never says um, when the Lord calls you to something, you need to be perfect at it. Yeah, I feel like that is a huge lie. And it's kind of like interesting because it's like, it's it's funny because it's all over the Bible. Like it's the same way that he lied to Eve. Like he told her a half truth, but he didn't tell her the whole truth, you know, when he was telling her about the fruit. And I feel like he does that to us all the time where he's like, well, the Lord's given you this gift, but yeah. you suck at it, you know. And it—it's yeah. like He's intermingling these things and then kind of twisting Scripture, and he even does that when He's tempting Jesus. Um, yeah, like when Jesus is in the wilderness report, like He's a twister, and I think that's why it's tricky, and why we really need to be on guard with those things mm-hmm. because He is going to target truth and then just twist it <laughs> so that. We think, oh, well, that makes
1: sense, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm reminded of just, you know, you, you brought up just twisting truth and, and the garden. You know, with Eve, What it, it, I think what he said to Eve was only maybe two words different, three words different. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he mixed scripture in with that. He makes God's word, but he just changed it just enough. So I know it's hard and we, we need to find those times in our day. And I'm not shitting because I know life is fast, there's not much time, we're exhausted, but just carving out those times during the day where we can spend five minutes or 10 minutes in the word, because I don't know what God truly says mm-hmm. if I don't read what he said, Yeah, you know, and blame Adam, blame Eve, I don't know, blame them both, yeah. but she didn't know enough of what God had said to know, wait a minute, <laughs> that isn't exactly what he said. No. No. You know, and I don't know if it was Adam's fault for not telling her correctly or him not standing up for it. I don't know. The point is, one minute later, someone else would have sinned, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. We, yeah. we just get it twisted. And the enemy is not um, not sneaky in the sense that he does a whole bunch of new stuff that we can never figure out. Yeah. It's just so sneaky that he uses stuff that we keep forgetting that he's good at.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's good at twisting truth. He's good at twisting God's word. And, and I just was mentioning this to you earlier Ty is he's so good at making us desire more. I want more. So thinking of Adam and Eve, Eve's whole thing was she wanted more. If God was holding something out on them, which is what the serpent told her, right? No, no, no. If you eat from this tree, you'll have all that knowledge. Like God was holding out on them. And, um, so she wants that more, and that's what she's looking for, right? So we're not grateful. We're constantly filled with ingratitude. Um, and, and so just knowing truth and then understanding the gratitude that comes with that and just, God, you are good. You are faithful. And for one second, I lost my train of thought, so I hoped I wrapped that back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> People, don't get old. Don't get old. <laughs> no, I think. I think that that's really good, and I think that when we're always desiring for more, a lot of times we forget where God has already outpoured yeah. grace, and, like, for me, sometimes, like, I don't know, like, I mean, the Lord has, like, delivered me from so much, like, yeah. I am no longer, like, struggling with depression all the time, or self-harm, or, like, I, like, the list just goes on. It's on and on and on. His grace is so sufficient. But the moment that I think well why don't I have that? Like I want more Uh is the moment that I start to forget all that he has already gifted me with that I am undeserving of. And like the truth is is I don't deserve anything. (laughs) (laughs) It is in my life. I don't deserve anything good but I am surrounded by good. And when I choose to see that I can fully walk in the goodness that I have been given. I can fully walk in the gifts that I have been given. But the moment that I um, want more is when I lose sight of the gifts that I have been given. And I think that as soon as the enemy can get us to focus on ourselves and focus on what we don't have, Mm -hmm. whatever way that looks like he has won. Because now we we're not using the gifts that we've been given because we just want more or we don't see, or we don't feel loved. And so we don't operate out of love. Like, does that make sense? Like as soon as he can get us to focus on the lack in our lives, we lose sight of the gifts in our lives. We lose sight of the grace in our lives. And then we're just useless. <laughs> not, and not useless. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're just contributing to um, the world in that sense.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you you could blame everything, right? We have so much social media influence. We have so much uh, TV influence. So much movie influence. Just talking with Tacy this morning about our identity and and how to define that and what gets to define our identity. You know, the dilemma is she has you know, 20 minutes, um, in the morning with us that we spend time, we just eat breakfast together and things like that. But, um, the rest of the day, I feel like the world is trying to define her. The world is trying to tell her, but through everything that she does and it is, it's tough. Yeah. It's not like, um, that it's easy to do. And, um, it, it, you know, it's, it makes life so much easier. It, it, it is tough. We live in a world that is dang hard, <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. So, you know, that's, I feel like that's the hard thing um, is just to do that, but it's to do those moments of refresh. And I think I've mentioned this before and and I struggle because I forget. And some days I'll lay down and I'm thinking, I don't know if I even thought about God after my Mm -hmm. devotional time this morning, which is, that just sucks to think about. But on the days where I really am wanting to keep my eyes focused on who you are, God, on uh, Jesus, on what you've done. I can fold the laundry and just be so grateful. God, you're so good that you've given me a hubby who's here. I'm so thankful um, that he's kind and he's generous and he's hardworking. And I'm thanking you for these kids. You know, when when you see piles and piles of laundry, it can be super annoying. But the Lord has blessed you with people in your home, right? When I have to clean the sinks and the bathrooms again today, God, you're so gracious that you've given us a place to be. You've given us a place to rest. And this guest bathroom is messy because you have poured out people into my life that have visited me. You know, I, I just, when I really am keeping my eyes focused on God, I can have those moments. You know, thank you for being able to drive on the freeway, even when it's frustrating. And bless these people in front of me who won't get out of the way. But I, you know, I'm just thankful for a car. You know, I, I think we can live in gratitude, we can live in thankfulness and praise all day. It just is so intentional, we have to be so intentional, and we get it wrong so often. And you know what? God's outrageous grace says, Man, I love you, I love you, I want you to draw close, but don't feel like you've messed up beyond repair because you can't do it today. You know, I'm here with you, yeah, so, yeah.
0: And I feel like even, like, I think it's so good, like, to be able to see, like, the beauty around you, and the grace around your life, and the love around your life, but, like, I also think it's so important to find those moments, like, to just receive grace from him, too, like, to be able to, um, because it's It's. I think it's like there are two things like you see like the grace around you but then I also think it's important to see like the grace within you and like Mm -hmm. in your identity as a whole like does that make sense like understanding what he has put in you and Mm -hmm. what he is doing in you and being like seeing that in a positive light if that makes sense and I think that that is so important as well because like I don't know like I think that they're both important because if I just look around and I'm like well I have a really great life but yeah. like I'm used to like I don't have gifts give given me personally but yeah. so, like that's almost like that's <laughs> I don't know that it's just so important yeah. to understand the gift he's given you physically, but then also like the gifts that he has put within you. And like, I'm going to be honest, like it's really hard to walk out grace in my identity. Like that is really hard. I think it's easy to think about um, the ways that he has changed my life, like in a past sense, but it's hard to see the continuing undoing that he's doing in me. Um, But those like that, that identity, my current identity, like that is the things that he is using in my relationships. That's the things that he's using in my business and his podcast, you know, like that is what he is using. And that is what I need to be aware of. Like, that's so powerful too. And it's not like a cocky thing, but it's just understanding like what he has put in you so that you can be intentional about surrendering that back in whatever capacity or form that looks like. That yeah.
1: Sense? yeah. No, that's a good distinction too. I, I think you're right on that. I think, yeah, so good. There's so many things here. And honestly, we could talk about God's outrageous grace a million times. I, um, I'm just thinking of in my life where, um, where you just, as you were talking about that, it just made me think of how God has been so good to me. And then um, and one of the biggest ways was, when, um, dad and I got divorced. Um, but what started that was way before the actual divorce, you know, and it was this, um, well, really, honestly, it was more, I wanted more. I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't happy. I was disappointed in the way things had happened. And, and really it was, I was disappointed in God Mm -hmm. because I had blown it. (laughs) I had made so many mistakes, but I just kept saying, God will turn it around. God will turn it around. And I 100% believe that God can and does all the time. And yet there are consequences for our actions. Um, just like a child, you know, I am I'm, I might not end your life because you stole cookies, right? Let's hope I don't. And, but there might be a consequence. Maybe you don't get to have a cookie after dinner. Maybe you don't get to watch a movie or whatever. It doesn't mean, just because I've forgiven you doesn't mean there isn't a consequence. And um, I'm just thinking of, when when I was uh, in the middle, like in our separation, and um, we were headed toward divorce, and my heart was already tied to someone else's, and I had begun this emotional affair, I just remember thinking, good Christian girls don't do this. I knew that. It wasn't like, oh shoot, that's not what I was supposed to do. I knew that. I just wanted something more. I felt like God had done what I told him he needed to do. God hadn't been there the way I had thought he was going to be there. And I had set this expectation around God, and I was just really frustrated with God's performance. And I know that sounds heretical. I just want to be completely honest about how I felt. And I was so angry with God about all of that. And and here's the thing. I still continue to go to church on Sunday. I still continue to read my Bible. I just, they, it just became more about the words and the action. Then it really became about a heart issue for me. Um, my heart was just doing a whole bunch of other things. But um, so, so when that all happened and dad and I get divorced um, and then when we were reconciled, this is where grace floored me. And honestly, so hard to receive because when we got back together, um, and we got married. I just could not believe that God would restore something I had worked so hard to destroy. And I, the fact that even you know your dad would say, "I want to, i, I want to walk in forgiveness in this. I'm not going to hold this against you." You know, it, it did hurt. That I can't take it doesn't undo hurt. And so we had to walk back through that of just resolving that and asking for forgiveness and all those things but the grace that was shown to me was so crazy. And that first couple of years where I just kept saying, God, why, why would you forgive me? Why would you restore my marriage? Why would you bring my girls home to me? Why would you add Tasty to the mix? Why would you do this for me? And just to keep receiving that yeah. grace was just so overwhelming. So yeah. overwhelming. And that's in my life. If I could look back at one place where I'm like, this is outrageous grace to find. Yeah, that was it, where he just is like, I love you, I yeah. want to see walk in healing and restoration, I want to see your heart made whole, I want to show you, I've got such good plans for you, you can trust me, you know, yeah, but it is hard to see, it's hard to see, especially when we're messing up, and right after we've messed up, <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I feel like that's so good, I was literally just thinking, when he started that story, like, that. I just wanted to say, like, I don't know, like, if if there's ever a season in your life where you feel like, like, well, the Lord really hasn't redeemed my situation or I really don't see grace in this area or any of those sorts of things. Like, I don't know. I just want to ask, like, have you received it? Like, are you allowing grace to cover over you? Because yes, it's freely given. But a huge part of that is that you need to accept that grace. Like you need to walk in that grace and you need to choose that that is going to be your identity. Like, does that make sense? It's not It's not like just this magic thing where you know, the Bible says it. So there it is in my life. You know, it's like it's an action, like I have to receive that and I have to walk in that. Cause there are still days where I feel like my past defines me or it is going to determine my future. But I get to choose. Like yeah, I'm walking in the grace that the Lord has given me today. And I'm not going to let the past define me or my mistake today define me because I'm choosing grace today. Um and I just feel like that's a really important aspect to it because like the Lord is not a forceful God. And so if you don't want it, he's not going to force <laughs> you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, Because he wants you to be able to choose that. It would, it would be an abusive relationship yeah. if you just like, just take it, even though it's right. good, you know, but I think that that is such an important part of it is you have to be willing to receive it. Um, because I mean, he wants to. He wants to redeem your life. Yeah, but it's a choice.
1: You know, one of the things the Lord has really revealed to me over the last um, couple of years is I've been wrestling with my pride, and pride is so big. It's so big, and I think all of us deal with it in um, in one area or another. Um, but here's the thing: in order to receive the free gift of grace, I have to release the pride that says either I'm already good enough, or his grace could never cover mm-hmm. over my sin. And when I say it like that, you hear the pride statement in there. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes we're like, oh, I'm so humble. I'm so wretched. I'm so worthless. Uh, and we hold that. We hold that saying, He could never. Well, He said He did. No. So you're choosing to hold on to the pride that you know better than God. And, and we have to stop and just go, God is so for me. So it isn't, and, and truthfully, that has to happen every day because I want to I wanna hold out certain things and I want to keep back certain things and I want to, you know, not surrender and not release that stuff and just say, God, your grace is sufficient in this area. Show me. And we keep this pride that we know better than God that we've, you know, he said he'd forgive anything if I would come, but not this, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it really is just laying down that pride to say, God, I choose to take you at your word. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You said it. I struggle to believe it. I, but you said it. So help Mm -hmm. me to walk that out. I release this to you. I give you all this doubt that you actually will forgive that yeah. you actually will pour out your grace in my life, even in this area. I, yeah. you know, and God loves when we're honest. Mm-hmm. Many he loves when we're honest just to just be able to say, I just, how, how could you? I couldn't, <laughs> I would never be so gracious and kind and loving to people, yeah. you know? So I, I think um, it's just to recognize we're prideful mm-hmm. to our very core. So just to, to keep seeing that, those areas where we struggle to lay something down, to accept that grace, to walk in forgiveness, to whatever it may be, I, I, I haven't researched this, but I truly feel like in my own life, I think it stems back to pride almost every single time where I think I know better than God.
0: Truthfully, like, like just to be honest, I feel like having an intimate relationship with God is one of the most humbling things mm-hmm. <laughs> in the world because... In love, like he is forming me into the person he wants me to be, and that is sounds really pretty the way I just put it, but it doesn't yeah. really feel that yeah. it's humbling to grow and it's humbling to be challenged and it's humbling to um accept things that naturally I just want to be able to be able to produce all on my own, you know like mm-hmm. I feel like being in a relationship with God is just constantly being in just like a surrender posture. And it's so humbling and it's hard, you know, it's, hard. Yeah. it's not natural. Like it is natural in the sense that that's where my heart feels at home. And I do feel free in that love, but it's unnatural in my humanness. Yeah. Keep humbling myself to keep Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but it's so worth it. It is so
1: worth it. Yeah. so Good. Um. Well, Ty, I think um, as we just wrap up for today, if we're we're done with that, do you mind if I just pray? I would yeah. normally close our podcast with prayer, but I feel like this is such a good topic um, that we all struggle with, and I just would love to just close this with prayer. What do you think?
0: Yeah. Please come.
1: God, you're so gracious and you're so good to us. And truthfully, we don't deserve the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness and the love that you bestow upon us. And yet your word says that this is what you desire for us. Even when we didn't know we were lost, even when we didn't know we needed you, even when we were um, hopeless and without, God, you were there loving us providing an opportunity for us to walk in your grace and your goodness. And I thank you for Jesus Christ and the work on the cross that you did, Jesus, that you would, redeem us that you would rise again so that we could have life so lord what we ask is that this conversation would just start something that we would just begin to meditate on as our day goes on that we would just begin to chew on your grace lord where does your grace pop up in our lives what areas are do you want to pour out your grace in our life and yet we resist and we push back god give us the ability to understand more completely what grace is and your outrageous grace toward us And so, Lord, we just ask that you would um, open our hearts and minds to that. Let us today begin to receive grace in a brand new and fresh way. You're so good. And we just thank you for an opportunity just to spend time in your word today and just talking about how truly awesome you are. Thank you, Jesus, for your word and for your sacrifice and your redemption. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.